I will never do this fucking podcast again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Evapo Rust, the original super safe rust remover. And it's non-toxic, environmentally safe, water-based formula that removes rust without the hassle of scrubbing. It is also biodegradable and reusable for several times before the solution is spent. Check them out on Instagram, at EvapoRust. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast, and today... We have one of the most amazing metal workers I have ever seen, Leah Arapach. Did I did I crush it or did I fuck it it's, up? You crushed it. It's oh, amazing. Sweet. For the listeners, <laughs> that was take five. Chris Owens was not. He's Shut been sweating. He's been sweating this intro. Shut the all hell up. <laughs> all right, we've been trying to get Leah on for like two weeks, and we just had scheduling problems on my end. Nobody else's end. Leah's on the West Coast, so there's a little bit of a time difference. But I'm super excited to have her on. I told Roy yesterday, she is high, high level in metalworking world. To me, she's high level. She's the shit. That's it. Oh, man, you guys are so kind. Yeah, I was even telling the guys in the shop this morning, I'm like, I'm so fucking fired up about being on the podcast. It's awesome. So tell us about yourself. Um, well. Uh, or don't tell us about yourself. You don't, have <laughs> yeah, don't think of this as an interview. We're just sitting here bullshitting. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So you told me I knew I knew you couldn't be originally from the West Coast when we originally started talking. Right. You're a born born and uh, raised a New Yorker. Yeah, I'm I'm born and raised in Montauk, New York. Right on. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to all the Long Island boys. There's a lot yeah. of Long Island guys that listen to this <laughs> podcast. Um, but I've been on the uh, I've been on the West Coast for 11 years now. Oh, okay. So. Hell yeah. And you've been uh, doing sculptural work for the last 11 years, or? Yeah, I'd say that in earnest, I've been working with metal since 2011, so about nine years, every day, all day. Um, wow. Yeah. So how think did what you could accomplish, from... Chris, if you actually put your mind <laughs> <laughs> So how did we go from uh, New York to uh, California, so to speak? Well, there was a there was a bit of a pit stop in the middle there. Uh, okay. I went to this is actually kind of weird because I was actually at SCAD at the same time as Andrea De Leon, and we did not oh, know each other there. Yeah, no shit. yeah, yeah. So um, I was Grace in the painting Royer. department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was in the painting department when she was in the architecture department, but I started dabbling in sculpture while I was there, um, and then I left after three years. Went back to New York for a summer to uh, work for Ralph Lauren, um, and then moved out to California and transferred wait, wait, to like the actual dude or like a retail store? Because there's uh, a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I was um, on their creative team doing the windows. You were so working was, for Ralph Lauren doing their window designs. Yeah, they have a whole creative team that does all of the uh, visual. Merchandising inside the store, but also the whole window display. So, 
I did that. I did all of the stores in New York for uh, several months. And then when I moved out to California, I actually did all of Northern California as well for, for uh, I'd say a couple of years until I got super busy at school and just didn't really want to uh, work a job at the same time. How do you get a gig like that? Really? How do you? Well, I used to I used to work in the store, and um, my general manager at that time wound up going into corporate. He actually is now in control of all of uh, North America, Ralph Lauren, but he was the one that brought me into the fold. They were looking for a freelance creative person um, that could be out in the Hamptons because there's four or five different stores there, so it would be more convenient for somebody who actually lived there than to... Um, sort of pay for someone else from Manhattan to come out and stay in a hotel, you know? So, um, so yeah. hang on one second. Let's dial, let's dial Chris in because he looks confused about his job. <laughs> <laughs> Montauk is all the way, all the way, very end. Yeah. All the way at the end. You I'm actually knew that? Holy yeah. crap. That hammer, that, that, uh, you just looked at, you just looked at no, that, that all the time. Shop. I got a Long Island all the time. That's where Zepp lives. Zepp lives. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, that hammer and that that shop we set up a couple years ago was near Montauk. Um, interesting. Yeah, Famous uh, lighthouse it, out it's, there. It's not as interesting as you think it would be. <laughs> it was. It was basically, and no disrespect to the guy, it was basically a billionaire that wanted a blacksmith shop and wanted power hammers and all that kind of shit. So, uh, so, yeah. Oh, bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's too yeah, bad. Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, right, so Zep. You have a power hammer now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, a couple. Yeah, a couple power hammers. But anyway, um, and what year? What year was that that you did the Ralph Lauren thing? Um, I think I I started working for them in '08, and uh, probably stopped doing freelance for them in 2010. So probably over the stretch of two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then where where'd so we go from there? Well, I moved to Northern California um, and San Francisco, more specifically, and transferred to Academy of Art University. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, um, I was still a painting major when I transferred, but the reason I came over here was because they had a really robust metal sculpture program, and um, <clears throat> I think my parents were super disappointed that I went to school for fine art. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like I, I went in as an architect, like basically yeah. lying to them and being like, I'm going to be an architect. It's going to be cool. Oh my God. I'll make money. <laughs> and within the first semester, I switched my major to painting and they were like, fuck. And then, I I, I just, <laughs> so then when I got really interested in sculpture, I was like, I don't know if I can break their hearts any further and go into a less lucrative field. Um, but eventually <laughs> when I got to Academy, they actually talked me into switching over to the sculpture department, the, the department itself, they, they convinced me that that's really where I belonged, And, um, I was willing to agree. And so, yeah, then I, I went full metal sculpture. So this is how dumb I am. I didn't even know that you could major in that sort of stuff. I just thought that people just created this, sh this stuff. Um, what a fucking, just, you're a fucking idiot. You're I such didn't know a fucking you, idiot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she actually so, has a BFA. <laughs> for whatever that's She's worth. <laughs> bad, they, they forgot the fucking M in the middle. But it's bad motherfucking artist. That's oh my god! <laughs> no, you. Have, she, she has a bachelor, bachelor's of fine arts, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah. I have probably one of the most expensive. Uh, it took me seven <laughs> years of private art schools to get Holy my BFA shit. in sculpture. Seven yeah. years. And yeah. now you make fucking creatures from sci-fi movies. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. This, I, this yeah. shit that you're putting out is fucking crazy. Seriously. <laughs> this I've is never a, seen anything like this. It's a crazy journey, though, that you went on for yourself. I mean, seven years to get a BFA is like, holy shit. But you so you went from Ralph Lauren, you wanted to start painting, and then you were, there was some jewelry mixed in there, too, right? Like, Yeah. Well, when I when I moved into the sculpture department, I had to make a lot of deals with them. I was like, I don't want to. I've been in art school for too long. And right. I don't want to redo any credits. So, like, my painting credits, they just have to count towards my major. Um, uh, I can't stay here any you longer. You kind of hustled them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if you want me in your department, you have to give me some credits. I can't yeah. I can't redo art school for the third fucking time. Like, wow. Um, but uh, they... They were like, fine, but if you want to specialize in metal fabrication, you you can't skip the jewelry program. Like, you you have to know how to solder before you can get a degree in metal art. Like, you can't not yeah. do jewelry. Really? Uh, yeah, and then it, I, I, I started doing jewelry, yeah. um, and I was... I was actually having a lot of fun with it because it's a lot of moving metal. I was really enjoying like the non-ferrous forging aspects and the casting of the small metals. And uh, I was doing so well at it that they actually tapped me for a collaboration with an MFA fashion designer who was going to fashion week in New York. So I did when I was graduating, I did her whole, I did a whole line of jewelry to go along with her clothes that were going down the runway. So whenever you say fashion week, are we talking like project runway kind of stuff? Because that show yeah. was fucking amazing. I would come home sort of like, you know, it, I, the sculpture department was super chill and rad. And then I would go over to the fashion department and come home and just be like, oh crazy. my God. I just lost my mind. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, Mercedes Benz fashion week in, uh, exactly what I was gonna say. It's, it was the Mercedes Benz runway show pretty much is what it was. Right. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I, I have seen so many seasons of oh, Project Runway. That's <laughs> Good to Why? know. Good to know. Even... For, for what, two what, reasons. What, so. what is this? This is... <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm letting you into a little Roy side of me that most Project people don't Project Runway. There we I go. love it. Two, two reasons. Why? Okay, so first, my wife watches it. So okay. my, wife, my wife is only home two days a week. Um, she's on the road... So whenever she is home, she just puts on a TV show with lots of seasons, and it's just playing in the background. So ah. I come, I come in during lunch, or I come in, you know, in the evening, and Project Runway's on, and I'm like, God, what the fuck are you watching? No, and she's like, not. Well, Project Runway, whatever. And I would sit down <laughs> long enough, and it's entertaining. Um, and Roy, Roy I, loves I, Project listen, Runway. I don't care about the final product. I care about the problem solving and the creativity that goes into it. It doesn't matter what they're fucking making. To see those people compete against themselves to make whatever garment, 
I like honestly the the final piece makes no difference to me. But to see them work through all of the problems <laughs> and create I can't things, I believe we're having this conversation about Project <laughs> Runway. Right I now. love like, it. <laughs> like it's this, they're not Make it work. The world. Make it work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so yeah. you get your BFA in 2012, Leah. You do mm-hmm. jewelry. You do all the Mercedes Benz runway show. Your you're working with all these high-level fashion designers. I got to know where the turn to this creepy, terrifying, awesome shit that you make happened. Well, um, I was kind of doing both at the same time. I mean, my intention was to go to art school to become, well, I mean, ultimately, I, I wanted to be a metal fabrication sculptor. I wanted to be welding. I wanted to be working in steel the jewelry was just this tangential departure that inadvertently happened along the way and kind of I sort of see as a big distraction, although it was fun and I'm glad I did it. I don't have a ton of an interest in doing jewelry anymore. And people are like, you should do jewelry. Everyone loves your jewelry. You'd sell it. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't want to, it wasn't wasn't what you were, you weren't passionate about it. So to speak. Well, yeah, I like it every once in a while. I come around and and have the urge to do something, but it's not, it's not the norm. I really like being in my shop making creepy ass things. So, so did um, you have a background in welding and fabrication and all that stuff? Or did you just see something and go, I want to do that. And I don't care what it takes for me to be able to do it. Like, what's that story? Yeah. Like where was I, the urge to start? Like, I want to make metal sculpture. Cause you went down all these other paths and eventually you were just like, I want to make metal sculpture. You hustled the fucking college, like a motherfucker to, <laughs> to, pass, to, to give you credits. And you're like, I'm going to figure out how to do metal sculpture. Where, where did that, did you, was it like, did you have a father figure? Was there some guy you worked with? Like, where did it where did it come from, so to speak? Well, I, I will say that when I was at SCAD um, and sort of dabbling in sculpture, uh, a man who ha- is still a mentor to me, um, Andrew Scott, he was a badass metal fabrication sculptor, and he was my sculpture professor, and he put me in front of a welder, and I was like, I fucking love this. This is you know? awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing was that you couldn't really major in sculpture at SCAD. You had to move to their Atlanta campus. So I was like, gotcha. if I'm moving, I'm just, I'm going to go to California cause that's where I want to be. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a robust program. I, I, I learned everything, um, that I could at school. And then when I graduated, I moved into metal shops to get paid to learn, you know? And, uh, so um, from the time that you were introduced to the welder, to the story that you're telling now, like what kind of timeline are we talking? I think I first started welding in probably 2007, 2008, but that was just dabbling. Um, and then, when I finally got into the metal fabrication program at Academy and was working full time in that shop, basically that was 2011. Um, so, so a while, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're talking about, yeah, there was a big gap there where I didn't do anything but paint and wow. be miserable. What a, what a wow. fucking waste. Yeah. yeah I know, Such I know. an asshole. I was just really afraid. I was afraid to become a sculptor. I, you know, it's not, yeah. it's a very it's, expensive, um, it's scary media shit. to work in. And yeah. it's a very, like, it's very hard to make money as a sculptor. So it's like, it's right. the, it, it feels like almost the absolute 
worst thing you can get into if you're if you need money to survive. Um, there, there, there you yeah. go. There you go, kids. Did you hear? Yeah. There it is. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> My God. Elias says that all the time. He went to college for all this other shit, and he got trapped in blacksmithing. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's like, do not do it. Everybody says, what's what's the best way to start out blacksmithing? He says, don't start out blacksmithing. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way. So flash what? forward to present day. Where, where are we at? Are you in your own shop? Are we sharing a shop or? I am sharing a shop. Um, I was in, so I, I, I worked for a guy, his name is Brian Martin. He was a, he's a badass metal fabricator. I, he gave me an incredible mentoring situation for three years. And then I uh, left there in 2015, I think, and moved into my own shop. But it was a really tiny shop. It was 300 square feet. It was, it felt like a bedroom within a warehouse. It didn't even have windows, just one exhaust fan, eight foot ceilings. It was pretty bad. Um, so in 2018, I moved into a, a, a warehouse with three other metal fabricators. Um, and that is a big fucking warehouse 30 foot ceilings uh eight wow. ton gantry crane um a huge roll eight up door ton? yeah jesus yeah what are they moving that's eight tons. i don't are, i don't know what, i don't know what was the previous building do you remember do you know what the the building did prior to them moving in there so was it was it? a metal shop before we moved in but yeah. before that the whole compound that we're on was an old oxygen bottling plant hmm. but the crane okay. looks the crane looks new Oh, I so, got you. Yeah, it the crane is pretty that was like leftover. They were no. some massive, like sixteen thousand pounds. That's fucking. That's a lot of. <laughs> that's a yeah. big crane. Yeah, they're moving freaking replicas of Chris Cash's head. <laughs> they need something, <laughs> something that fucking big. They were like ten times the size bronze <laughs> statues of my head that oh, weighed sixteen thousand pounds. <laughs> So where do these, you're in this warehouse, you got all these other badasses around you and like, where are these crazy, where, where do you pull inspiration from? That's, that's it. Where do you pull inspiration from? Your, your sculptures are like super dark. They're like kind of reminiscent of, uh, well, I mean, you flat out say what they are. There's like execution style shit on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do, you do. You have like, uh, you know, you dove into this uh, capital punishment theme yeah. of like people being crucified and guillotined and, uh, you know, uh, stoning. Yeah. Like where, where, where did all that come from? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I've always been a pretty dark soul. I, I think that yeah. for me, it's, I, I also just feel like, I feel like I don't, I, I'm just now in my life feeling like I belong somewhere. So I think that a lot of it is like feeling very alienated and misunderstood and feeling like I don't quite belong anywhere and sort of having a foot in this and a foot in that and, um, and sort of extrapolating on that experience and being like, well, that kind of sucks for me, but for other people, it's, it can be lethal, you know, like right. to be misunderstood mm -hmm. is, is a dangerous thing if you're perceived as a threat, you know? Um, well, so I think, I think a lot. That, yeah. I think a lot no, has sorry. also. Whenever you're finally out on your own, you're done with school. You're done fucking around, doing shit that you don't want to do, and then you can actually let your mind go wild and just. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like you have to 
you know, do something that's in this little square box that all these assholes are telling you that you have to do. Um, and then whenever you want to create something, I mean, crazy. Sh- I'm looking at this thing where the guillotine <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, but it's. It, <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. It yeah. is awesome. Um, so, side question Did you do the woodworking on this or. I or did. It, yeah, yeah. It's. She's it's, even better at that than you, Chris. I mean, look, come on. Look, you know. Wood's only what? good for burning. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, so yeah, this. So I'm gonna try to describe it. Like this is how I would describe this. Like the lay person idiot. So for the listeners, it looks like um, some like a like a centipede type thing with an exposed skeleton with a ton of legs and then a shower head. With like crazy <laughs> fucking spikes oh, or teeth or Christ. something, I don't like. It is the craziest fucking thing, but it is so goddamn. Roy, cool. she I'm went just... to fucking school for seven years. You think she wants to hear her shower head? <laughs> her fucking sculpture looks like a shower head. Hey, Come I'm on, just putting. Man. I don't know anything about sculpture, so this is me appreciating that this looks crazy, and I'm sure it was very difficult to make. And it looks awesome. So congratulations on that. Don't listen to anything this fucking guy says. <laughs> Thank you. And honestly, I do feel like I've looked at my shower head and been like, mm, that's. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not too I'm, far off. No, you're not. You're, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, that and and that creature is. Um, it doesn't actually look like that in real life, but that was based on a hammerhead planaria that I saw in oh, Vietnam. Of course it was. Yeah. 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 It was a fucked up worm. Yeah. I know. It was is. very, very weird. We actually have those here in Maryland. So, oh man. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. I don't that's know. Not what good. That is. I don't think anybody knows what that is. What was it called again? A hammerhead? What? A hammerhead planaria. It's like that it's just this terrifying. worm with a very weird sort of yes, hammerhead. That sounds absolutely terrifying. For yeah, those of you really that are creepy. listening, go follow Leah at Leah Arapach, and you guys can see the images that we're talking about. Her work is fucking insane, and I think like th- this this dark kind of theme. I, I know I keep going back to dark, but a lot of your sculpture is fucking dark. And it's, it's cool. <laughs> you have, like, the, the most recent one you did, these two flowers that look like they're going to, like, eat each other. I mean, yeah. that's, how, yeah. that's how I interpret it. And I think a lot of other people interpret it that so way how as about, well. So how about you describe that? Well, describe I, that to yeah, let's hear it. Well, yeah. It, so, okay, so that, you mean that sculpture in particular? The flame yeah, the lilies? most, yeah. yeah. Flame um, lilies. Yeah, they're, they're okay. flame lilies. Uh, and I, I feel like that sculpture in particular, I'm, it's it's odd for me to really like one after I finished it, but I, I really like that piece. I've been trying to build that piece for three years and have been having false start after false start. And I finally sort of conveyed that energy in a way that I have been meaning to. And I, I feel like that's uh, that's fucking awesome. It, that, it doesn't always happen that way. Um, but I have a lot of like examples of that piece started and failing that are like hanging on my wall at my shop. So, um, but anyways, yeah, it's two flame lilies basically, uh, about to fight. There's a lot of aggression going on. So dial us in on scale, please. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Um, I just measured it and I kind of forget, but it was, it, I would say, uh, it's probably 19 inches tall by 
I don't know, like 17 inches wide. It's, it's not terribly big. Hmm. And go ahead, it's Rory. really, it's no, the, the balance of it's really cool. How, um, there's only a short section that's on the floor and it curves up in both directions. And, and obviously the right hand side is more exaggerated than the, the left bottom side. And was that hard to get everything to balance out like that? Cause it looks like it's just kind of floating here in space. And I love on your Instagram post that you put it on the white background. So it's just like, I can't tell if this is 10 feet tall or 10 inches tall. <laughs> and, and it's just kind of cool, you know, letting, letting the, the idiot like me kind of interpret it for myself. Cause I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's awesome. Well, I love hearing you talk about it. It's so interesting. Like I, I, I have my experience with it. I have my emotions with it. And then, you know, I very rarely get to hear other people. Uh, talk yeah. Like about after it, so. this podcast, you're going to go to husband and go, God damn this fucking idiot. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I can't believe I, I just wasted an hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having, I'm trust me. I'm, I'm having a great time. Um, I think that, so, so it was an absolute accident. Like I was like, how the fuck am I going to get this thing balanced? Um, and the plan was basically just to wing it. And then if I needed to cut pieces off or add pieces, I was just going to figure that out along the way. And it just, it's super, it's the lightest thing I've ever made. It, it probably weighs eight pounds. Um, and actually my husband was like, this is the lightest thing you've ever made just in, in terms of the visual aspects of it. Cause everything else is so heavy and sturdy mm -hmm. and bulky, um, that this is sort of, I guess it's, it's sort of, it's a, it's definitely a departure from my usual work, but I think it's kind of where I want to go. And I've always sort of been afraid to bring a lightness to things. Um, but as I'm sort of becoming expansively more, more expansive emotionally, I'm, I'm feeling more capable of, uh, lightening up a little bit and and not being so like heavy and dramatic and you know Chris, take note. raging take yeah. note. <laughs> there's you know what there's a lot to be everything you're saying makes so much sense to me uh roy's a fucking bonehead and doesn't understand what he's looking at but i understand what it's you true. mean about like take putting stuff on and taking it off like when i when anytime i approach any sort of sculpture and granted, I'm like the very, very beginning stages of what I'm doing. I have no clue what I'm doing, everything I do. But the the thing you say about putting something on or taking it off, that's like 100% truth when you're working on something like that. I mean, you, you start out with an idea, and by the end of it, that idea – I always tell people that when they try and make anything. I said, don't – you know, start out with a rough idea, but don't try and adhere to that idea the whole way through because by the end of it, you'll be pissed off at yourself that it doesn't look anything like – what you had originally thought it would look like, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got like a couple, I, I just keep referring back to your Instagram because I'm like fascinated by this shit. It's incredible. <laughs> you, you, you put up a post of, uh, that's what I get for improvising hand forged and fabricated <laughs> steel. Yeah. Now, this could be an eyelid or it could be something completely different, however you want to interpret it. But this is insane. And it's like, you made it look cast and like, it's, pretty in, that's another piece is this is has nothing to do with the most recent one you did it's a completely no, different piece yeah i'm i'm actually contemplating uh whether i want to shelf this piece or not and i i really like the piece but i've i started it you know before we were in a pandemic and yeah. now i'm kind of just like chugging along on it but i'm also really inspired by flowers and i kind of want to go 
in that direction. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think I was at first like, oh man, I got to put some teeth in this mouth and, you know, sort of, it, it's weird because I think when you're trying to be, uh, or, or when you're sort of drawing from like the zeitgeist of sci-fi, everything is very organic and um, yeah. sort of, ambiguous as far as what what kind of body part it might be you know um so it's it's definitely a challenge to invent anatomy and it tends to be very reflective of reality sometimes right so i don't like i'll just be straight up this looks very suggestive um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what she's saying. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, what I just want to. I want was, the, so our the, listeners the, to be like. I'm just being straight. Uh, this looks, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, very. <laughs> well, well, I mean, so sarcasm doesn't always transfer in text, right? So she was saying that's what I get for trying to improvise, and she ended up with, you know, just something that looks relatively uh, similar to something else. Yeah, well, I, I think that <clears throat> I a lot of my work, like, a, a, I, tr- I try to make something interesting. I try to make a monster. I try to make something creepy and otherworldly. And most of the time, it just turns out to be a dick or a vagina. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean it's, it's flowers with right. teeth. It's these right. worms coming out of, uh, like, abysses. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of unavoidable. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Coming to a gallery near you, Leah Urpach's <laughs> Dick Flowers. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So yeah, oh my. you're in the market for flowers that look like dicks or vaginas. Leah is your artist. You can find oh her God. at Leah Arapach. No. I'm okay. For the record, no, I did not think that this episode was going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. Uh, there had to be something in your brain, though, that like... Whether you we've talked to guys that kind of kind of dive in the sci-fi realm a little bit, but you had to be a sci-fi nerd or like a horror movie nerd or an alien nerd or like something. And I say I use nerve as a nerd as a term of endearment, like like yeah. you had to be in that uh, world at some point, whether it be when you were 13 years old and, you know, 14 years old and alien came out in the movie theater and you went and saw, you know, like something had to trigger this. We're going to make these crazy monsters. I mean, you started like a lot of the beginning. I'm just going off what you, what you have posted on Instagram. I don't know any other uh, reference point besides that, but like you're, you started out with bugs, like Mm -hmm. mantises and centipedes and uh, beetles and spiders and stuff like that. So we're like, what, what was the driving theme of this, of your whole, of what you're trying to do. You're like, you, you love flowers. You just mentioned that. But at one time you had to. Like, God damn, let her answer the question. So actually, yes, I'm, I'm definitely uh, a sci-fi nerd. I read and watch a ton of sci-fi. I love monster movies. There aren't any left for me to watch that I haven't watched like eight times. <clears throat> really? Yeah. And, um, I, I read, I read a ton of sci-fi books, but I was a late bloomer. Um, I grew up, I I don't know if you guys know this. There's basically the part of Montauk that I grew up in was, uh, this abandoned air force base. Um, so that's, that in and of itself is very creepy. And then, uh, I mostly spent my time in swamps when I was a kid, um, catching frogs, catching bugs, just hanging out in the woods and the swamps. Um, we didn't have 
cable TV, we didn't have uh, a movie theater um, and like we didn't have a blockbuster. So um, my Leah, I, I what, are you, really... what are you? What are you? Eighty years old? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? We didn't have a TV. We didn't have a theater. Yeah. So I. So I wasn't exposed to a lot of the sci-fi that was coming out. I had to watch it much later in life. I, I, I went from, you know, us having one TV in our house and my parents sort of dominating that with their programs to uh, going to college and not really watching TV in college. And then in 20, 2011, when I met my husband, he was like, you haven't seen Alien? What the fuck? Like, that's, yeah. you're going to love yeah. it. And uh so um, I, I sort of, th- that's when I really started engaging in that and being like, wow, this is totally, um, this is totally my thing. Like, I can't believe I haven't been watching these movies, reading these books for, for years, you know? Um, it's like, I didn't know who I was. And then I just kind of woke up to that. And then that, you know, that keeps panning out too, you know? So favorite horror movie, go. Cabin in the Woods. Really? That was just you are a mom. You are a I late love bloomer. That. <laughs> Dude, well, yes, very much so a millennial at the same time. Like yeah. when yeah, I you don't first look started, like you're even thirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thirty three, but yeah, I'm very spoiled. Like I I love CG. Oh, to be thirty three again. Those were the <laughs> fucking days. So you can you can kind of grasp the timeline then because you said you you started playing in a swamp and stuff, and then you like. So you can see, like, just like I said, the beetles and the bugs are like the yeah. the swamp. And then you kind of moved into this, you know, watching this genre of sci-fi movies and reading these books. And then your your work kind of took that turn, which is crazy. Yeah. And I think what Roy was saying before, too, is, is pretty spot on. Like, when I was in art school, they were all about, like, you need to work in a series. And it needs to ha- make sense. And it needs to yeah. be, you know, it needs to be in the realm of fine art. You don't want to get too weird or fringy right. for, for, you know, like, or it's just not fine art. And uh, so, like, the ex- even the execution series was intended to be a very cohesive body of work to be shown. Um, but no galleries will really like I, I have a really hard time placing my work yeah. in galleries anyways because they just don't know what to do with me they don't understand metal work <laughs> yeah they don't understand why it's cool like they don't yeah. give a shit you know um and they yeah. even today that seems weird it. that um, seems weird because everyone's doing weird stuff it seemed like they would want to embrace like yeah. oh my god you got the weirdest shit ever yeah come on in and we'll get a bunch of weirdos together yeah it doesn't fine art seems very stuffy like, yeah, it seems yeah. very like yeah, to see your stuff. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to see your stuff in a fine art gallery, I'd be like, "What the hell? This is like, this is the good shit. All this other crap needs to go out of here." You know, like yeah, that- yeah. Well, I mean, like it's 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 a lot of things. So I I think that once I sort of got widely rejected from galleries for the execution series. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So I started getting more expansive and being like, I'm going to make monsters and I'm going to do, you know, the things I really want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I don't mean to say like, Oh, galleries won't touch me. That is, you know, galleries are trying to sell work. That's their business. Yeah. That's their business. Right. You know, if they've got, uh, you know, $10,000 steel sculpture that nobody understands that it was 300 hours of work and like right. that it has to be that so I can cover my overhead and my materials and my gas and my, you know, it, they, they just don't give a shit because they're yeah, just not right. going to sell it. You know, um, I actually show in museums more than, more than galleries. Um, but, uh, 
I do show at a, a really cool gallery in Sacramento that is part of a metal shop. So they so, they love oh, my monsters. Uh, yeah, like more weirdos down there all yes, kind of doing yeah. their own thing. Totally. So can can we talk about the thing that's behind your right shoulder back there? Yeah. That freaking this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen that on your on your feet. Yeah. And and it is freaking awesome and crazy. Can we just talk about that whole thing for a sec? Sure. Yeah. Um so I I have a hard time with that piece. I feel like I don't have enough love for that piece. Um What? I was yeah, yeah. I I was really in my mind that's that was me floundering. Um because uh, I was sort looked, of It looks not amazing. Sure. Well, I had, I mean, I still had a lot of fun doing it. And to be honest, like the, the splash was my favorite part. Uh-huh. But, um, so that was the last piece. I, I started that piece in my old shop and then I finished it in my new shop. And, um, that, I think that, that, yeah, that was the last piece that I did fully fabrication. I was not forging at the time when I, when I built this. So that was all done with welding and grinding. Um, yeah. That is crazy freaking cool. So on your post, it says, not really sure what to name her yet, but she's finally done. Have you named this piece? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I, its name is Margo. Okay, fucking, what the I, fuck? I fucking hate, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Time out a second. Roy hates this, it now. <laughs> no, I noticed this about your work, and I feel like there's some underlying message behind all this shit. Oh, so God, your sculptures deep. have very fucking deep. You have a sculpture named Gary, Barbara, yeah. Clyde. This yeah. one's name is what are those people you hate and they remind you of these monsters? No, no, no. Um yeah, I I just uh I, I think it's really fucking hard to to name work. Um yeah. it's it's super frustrating for me and you know, I was like, what am I going to name this thing? You know, Lurker or, you know, yeah, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. creepy. And then I was just like, oh, fuck it. His name is Gary. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to so think about it anymore. You have this amazing thing that you spent 300 hours on. Yep, there's Gary. It's Gave the name God. zero thought. <laughs> wow. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so you you have like I I went on your web well I've been on your website several times and the, I, the first thing I thought of like man some guy named Clyde really pissed her off at one time <laughs> in her life I mean, she, she just named this spider fucking thing Clyde and Clyde's probably an asshole and but no so that's, how, that's very how cool. how would you describe Margot then well I, I so I think that. The only way I really can describe it is in a way that so, sort of like what was going on for me at the time. And so I, I was sort of, I don't, I'm not really sure how long I was in, but I, I've gotten into therapy and I've been there for like six years and I thought, no this was ta- I thought this was taking a prison turn for a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know how many years I've like, been in. Holy shit, this is an interesting story. Oh my it's God. It's a type of prison for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the, well, in the clink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it was, uh, I think I was really manifesting a lot of paranoia about like what was going on underneath like what if you're if you're in this 
process where you're sort of conjuring up things from the the depths that your mind personally shoved down there because it was like oh fuck no that's too dark yeah and then you're you're trying to bring you're kicking up the mud in therapy and like you have no idea what's coming out I think that that was sort of what I was manifesting visually in that piece is just being really fucking the 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 therapy process being super tedious and scary this looks wicked fucking evil, okay? Um, it, so it reminds me yeah. of, like, Alien meets, uh, this sounds stupid, but, like, the, the 80s movie Tremors, because it's got this crazy freaking suck face mouth. And then yeah. it's very demonic because you have these two big prominent, like, horn-looking things that come off of it. So you got three very scary elements in this freaking thing. And... Like, again, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at, but I can see it and go, God damn, that is just freaking amazing. <laughs> like, my mind has never thought of anything like that. Maybe I'm too dumb to, to be able to, like, like I, I just don't even understand it, but it's freaking cool. Like, well, honestly I, cool. I feel like how I, th- thank you, that I really appreciate that. I, I think that how I sort of come My opinion up doesn't it, mean anything, don't worry about it. Yeah, it does, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Leah, I just I'm going with the latter. He's just too dumb to fucking realize. <laughs> yeah. that, that, seriously, that's don't try. And... <laughs> no, I get it. Oh, I get it. I know my mind's like it's no, very it's simple. Like you are I, super fucking. When I say high level, like I've, yeah. I've looked at a lot of metal artists. I've looked at like so. Carl's Carl's the one that introduced me to you, and he fucking he was holding out on me like a motherfucker because he knows my style, he knows what I'm into, and he reposted your shit one day. I was like, Carl, you know, Carl lives right up the road from me. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? You never told me about her. He's like, oh yeah, man, you'd love her work. It's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, motherfucker, you've been holding out on me. So yeah, when I found your work, I'm like, nobody. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people doing that level of work. But your level is like insane. I mean, it's like, it's it's up there. It's crazy. Like, I've, the shit I'm doing is not even remotely even in the same. Not, not even close. Not, not even close. close. <laughs> Just not stop doing close. what you're doing. No, Just hang I it feel up. like I feel like this is my first like real year. But I'm still trying to figure the shit out anyway. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life yet. Me but neither. Me neither. You're you're. The the work. So can we talk about the um, you've you've been in galleries. You did this runway shit with your jewelry. And I don't mean to say shit like a drug. No, it was. But (laughs) oh, my God. And all that. But like, how are you um, selling this work? That's a great question. Besides galleries, do you have commissions? Are are these pieces commissions? Um, Well, to answer your first question, I'm I'm not. Like uh, I've okay. got, I'm surrounded by monsters and like Wait, insects you, being you executed. You're not as far as like, you can't sell them. Like nobody will buy them or you're not, you're physically not selling them. They're not available uh, for sale. Oh no, no, they're available. It's just that nobody ah. really buys them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, so one of my, uh, one of my missions right now is to actually make more affordable work. That's why I'm kind of dabbling with, you know, a, a range of complexity because, and I, I, First of all, love Carl. We chat all the time now that we found each other. It's like yeah. we're like the mirror image human you beings. Two, just... <laughs> you have no idea. You two, you two are both psychopaths. That's all I, can, oh my I God. can talk to Carl for hours yeah. about 
one burr yeah. and what we can do with it. You know what I, I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's odd because he seems to have the same, um, attention span as I do. Like for a while, you know, the first, uh, it's just recently that I'm starting to make smaller work. Everything was coming in at like 250, 270, 300 hours, 350. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, if I'm paying myself $25 an hour, right? it's a $10,000 sculpture. You yeah. know what I mean? And nobody fucking has that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. So it, well, or it's it's hard to find, you know, the right buyer that has that kind of money and yes. really likes Weird super shit. tortured art in their house. <laughs> yeah. <you know> I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've gotten to a point where I'm I'm really fucking tired of telling people, no, you can't have it. You can't afford it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I have people reaching out to me all the time being like, well, what? Like, how much is this? And it's like. It, I can't even afford it. That's fucking, it's bullshit, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. We, yeah we, Roy, so, we just had this talk the other day, yesterday, actually. We, he was talking about, like, why don't I step up, you know, the level of stuff I do? And I'm like, there's a point where the average person will not buy it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, there is. Yeah. yeah. So what do I do? I fucking do my bread and butter bottle openers. I don't even mm -hmm. fucking drink beer. And I make bottle openers every fucking day because yeah. they, they provide me with a living. I can have a house and you know, my right. property, everything just from doing these, these little small projects. I, I'd fucking love to spend a month working on a sculpture and really like go crazy on something. But unfortunately I can't pay my mortgage company with a sculpture. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, like, I. You know, you got to figure out the small stuff that you can, you know, so your bread and butter, I guess is the, the easiest way to say it. So, so are you like, can we, can we go to, uh, Leah Arapach and buy stuff? Do you have prices listed on there? Or is it kind of, are you one of those, like, I don't really want to list a $10,000 thing? Um, yeah, it's, it, I've never sold anything off my website. I mean, usually people just reach out to me. Um, and that's well, what sort other, of how what I, other ways can they find you besides Instagram and your, your, cause nobody knows about you. Yeah. People yeah. need to know about you. How, what's, what's the other way we can get in contact with you? Well, I mean, are, I would assume that these galleries and stuff, is that is that where, like, in-person kind of transactions, is that where it's, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I well, I do have some shows coming up. Um, okay. But, so, I, I have a show called Tiny Monsters that's coming up, um, but that's actually going to be, it's just gotten pushed till uh, May of yeah, next year. Yeah, next year, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that is at FE Gallery in Sacramento. That's the badass one that's attached to a super awesome metal shop. And then I have a, a museum show at, uh, at the end of this year called good, Witch, bad, Witch, and that's at, um, the museum of museums in Seattle. And I just got word from them. We've been holding pattern for a while on the show, but they're, they're opening October 1st. And I think they're taking quite a few of my newer pieces. So oh, that's, that's good. It's been an incremental, um, it's been an incremental situation. And, and to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my prices right now and, and the things that I've been sitting on that aren't, you know, aren't work, aren't works that, um, my husband and I are kind of like, we'd be fine if this never sold. Like there's some pieces that we, we'd be stoked if we could keep in my, in, you know, my, our private collection, but, uh, I'm going to be probably lowering the prices of some things that I'd actually just like to move, you know? as well.
make go away. So yeah, speak. yeah, yeah. Why not? So, I mean, I, it's not doing it's not doing me any service to hold on to it. I'd rather somebody right. be able to have it. You know, right. So what what are what's just one piece off the top of your head that is like, nope, I'm never selling this thing. It's just it's too personal. It's too cool. It's too whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't just never never letting go of this one. Um, I don't feel that way about any of them. I'm like, if you want to buy this thing, it's yours, you know? Um, but I, I think that those are the ones that I'm like, I don't need to lower the price of this one. This one's fucking badass. Like I, I, it will take this amount of money for me to let go of it. And that would be like the cement shoes, the, the one of the wasp that, uh, I really love that piece. It, I've, that I've used it for amazing. a lot of my branding. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah that, I really piece. Like that piece. You you reference that as like uh uh mafia style concrete mm-hmm. shoes. That that kind of was in yeah. your ex now was the execution series like is it is it called the execution series? Is that what you yeah. call it on your website? Yeah. Was that all in one like did you continuously do that series like for a year or something like that? Like how how did that all that that fascinates me that you have a series called the execution series where it's bugs that are being killed in different ways tortured <laughs> yeah tortured in yeah. different ways um yeah was that all I, in like a series like one right after another yeah definitely um okay. and all of those all of those were done well that i mean they were pretty they were pretty much all built in that tiny bedroom that i was welding in um yeah. and uh yeah they were they were one after the other and i think that that was the last time that i was sort of like I need to work in a series. It needs to have a cohesive idea. And, um, was that simply and, for the galleries though? Like, is that why? You yeah. Went yeah. That way? I thought that that would be a more, um, I, I thought that that was what they wanted, but mm-hmm. it turns out did that you they sell just, any? they just sell didn't any want of... me at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Th- did you sell any that. of those pieces? <laughs> yeah. The, the guillotine piece I sold to a collector actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk to me really quickly about, um, I'm looking at the wasp sculpture and there's so much detail on it and Mm -hmm. it looks very, very anatomically correct. Yeah. So, so were you like studying, like, I know we talked about it earlier on in the show, but like really, really study these insects and things to get the, the textures and like, I'm looking, it looks like he's got these like really bony kneecaps or whatever. It's just it's so, it, it's just really freaking cool. Like, what, like, what is, so walk through that process if you don't mind. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think that for that entire series, actually, um, I was, I was going with a specific wasp mm-hmm. and, um, I do learn a lot about them along the way. And I tried to stay as faithful as I could to their anatomy and that wasp, um, is, is kind of an asshole. So I, it's like, it, it's, it basically goes around to bees nests, um, mm-hmm. and tries to convince the bees to let them, um, uh, lay their eggs there. And if the bees sort of chase them away, they come back and fuck up their nest, completely destroy their nest. If the, the bees let them lay their eggs there, then their, uh, their baby wasps hatch and eat all the bee larvae anyways. So. so they're fucked either way. Yeah, they're kind of like, you know, I, I've, I see <laughs> they're kind of like, you know, sort of mafiosa about their, uh, their approach. So, um, so that's why I had the, the, the concrete shoes. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I wind up learning a lot about the, the subjects that I'm, I'm doing. And I think that that was really, I, I really enjoyed, um, working from anatomy that actually existed. It's a lot harder to create your own anatomy and, and for it to make sense and be visually compelling. That's a lot more work. You want me to tell you my, my favorite part of this sculpture? Yes. Um, so it's his head, right? And it's the position that you put his head in. He looks deflated. <laughs> like he's yeah. looking down going, he's, he's I'm beat. straight fucked. He, yeah, yeah, he's done. He's super bummed. <laughs> it, it, it is so perfect. He just looks slumped over and he knows that he fucked. is fucked. Yeah, yeah. The, the B is, mob got together and they fucking... <laughs> yeah. Like, like, we're done with this guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. What, so, what kind of accent was that? I don't that? know what that was. I have no idea. You're an idiot. I have no idea what that was. Big and then you go, you go across the gamut with, like, uh, the Roman crucifixion and you have the medieval breaking wheel. And yeah. That, that shit is all insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, oh, so path I, you, the path you went down with that is just like totally intense and crazy, and it's cool. Uh, Very um, cool. Yeah. So, really quickly, what was the most difficult piece to ever make? Question hmm. marks are going off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say because. I would say that all of the ones where I was purely fabricating and ha was irritatingly resistant to uh, forging at the time, yeah. but also didn't have the means, those were really hard to build because you can't just heat it up and change the shape of it if you fuck up or if you don't like the the composition. Um, but I will say that the, the pitcher plant piece that I recently finished, that piece mm. was really fucking hard. That was a lot of um, tiny, tiny, tiny details that you're trying to weld into this little mouth. And, uh, you know, it, I think it has 26 teeth and you're trying to weld each one without melting the last one it, and then do that three times because it has three different heads. And, uh, that was actually my first sculpture that I started forging on. So that was my first uh, foray into forging and I'm trying to make these blobs and I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Um, so that, yeah, that piece was pretty hard. It looks incredibly difficult. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. I'm not going to butcher it and just let Chris make fun of me. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of right when I found your work and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is some, <laughs> this is some crazy sh because I know like, you, so you have some techniques that I, I've I've saw I've seen Carl do and yeah. uh, other other metal artists that are like, you know, it's kind of like magic. I mean, you guys are performing like kind of an illusion, so to speak. You know, like you're 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 showing one thing, and the process to get there is totally not what people would think it is. You know, mm -hmm. and that's to me that's like super inspiring to see. Like you're holding this jaw empty with no teeth in it, and then the next shot's like you know, all the teeth are in it and they're all blended perfectly and everything. And it's just like, <laughs> holy shit. And I know the kind of, I've seen uh, Maniac Carl do it before. And like, that's a lot of fucking time. Holy shit. 
Yeah, yeah. When I when I found Carl, I was like, holy fuck, this guy knows my karate. Like we have the same karate. Yeah. Like this is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, we've yeah. got we've got to talk. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and honestly, I think that for for me, and this is probably this probably goes for Carl as well. Like because things take so fucking long, like a whole day's worth of work might be this very uh, like small amount of work that doesn't really look like, like a anything leg. different. Like a leg. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So unless I want, and it's this sort of balance because I know that I need to feed the algorithm on Instagram, but unless I want oh, my entire page algorithm. to be blown up with <laughs> things that are just slightly different every day, like I try to... I try to only post when I have something really interesting, like completed, you know, don't do that. Chris posts stuff that's not interesting all the time. I really (laughs) do. No. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to bring that up. I was like, you don't have to worry about feeding the algorithm at all because the work that you're doing just needs to have eyes on it. You don't need to feed the algorithm at all. Like 100% because I'm saying you personally, there are some schlubs out there that need to be, <laughs> you're not one of them, but no, just keep doing what you're doing. As far as that goes, I wouldn't worry about it. But, uh, I think, uh, for all the listeners out there, you guys need to go find out about Leah, go see what she's doing. Cause this shit is off the charts. Fucking insane. I th- I've had this conversation with Carl before I've been to, I went to a show with him one time and I was like, Carl, people are going to think, because I was giving him like an outside perspective, because you get in your own little bubble and you don't know, like, like you listening to hillbilly ass Roy tell you that your sculpture looks like a shower head is interesting to you because you haven't heard a hillbilly give you perspective on your sculpture. But like, I tell I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I tell Carl, I I say, Carl, people, this shit is too good. He's like, what do you mean? I said, people are going to think this is fucking cast. You know, like yeah. people are going to think this is cast out of yeah. bronze or something or brown mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. and, and sure enough, like 20 minutes after I said that we were at a show and the guy walks up to me as this beautifully forged and fabricated monkey that he did. Yeah. And the guy goes, where'd you get this cast at? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. told you. <laughs> like, yeah. So then, the, yeah. you know, the, the four or $5,000 price tag you have on something just like fucking hits the ground because people mm-hmm. think you're mass producing this shit and like it's being pumped out of a out of a, a, a machine somewhere it's like no right. i'm like hand carving each little vein and you know it's crazy so so dial us in on the the teeth for this triple weird looking thing like how much time do you think you have just in i'm calling them teeth air quotes on these on the whatever whatever vorax um well the teeth themselves weren't hard to make i mean they're just eighth inch rods that you just you know turn down to a little tiny point um it's really all of like the gu- the gum carving like it's i think that the 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 mouth itself like the roof of the mouth mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure that's probably like 36 different parts of steel like put together um so i don't really remember how long Just it trying took. to forget about it uh, yeah i mean like, <laughs> honestly i don't after i finish a piece i'm i'm almost confident that there's no way i could rebuild that piece like i, yeah. I don't know yeah. what i did oh, it was all a haze to me you mm-hmm. know um welcome to so, Chris's life Every, everything's <laughs> everything's one off with you though right yeah yeah like, yeah yeah yeah. And honestly, like, I don't, I, I think these days I'm, I'm really trying to, I think that my approach is 
I don't even want to endeavor into a sculpture if I know I can build it. Like there has to be, I have to be somewhat dubious about if I could even pull it off uh, in the first place for wow. it to thrill me at all. Yeah. You know? Are you sketching any of this stuff? Are so you just, go. I, I, I should be sketching more. Like I, yeah. I, I tend to waste a lot of time building things in clay. And uh, so I, I, I often do a model in clay Um and, but the problem is that like, I, I feel like I need to sketch more because I, what I wound up doing is building this whole model. And then I feel like I've spent so much time on the model that I can't change it. Like I'm committed, I'm over committed to it. So, um, yeah, these days I'm sort of trying to sketch more and then move it into the model process. And then the, the goal is just to stay as faithful to the model as possible. So what do you do with these clay models whenever they're done? Do you like blast them and you can sell those also like yeah here's the concept of whatever i just made well they're usually like a shitty gloopy version of the steel piece because they <laughs> have to be so much more chunky like structurally mm. um but i sludge, usually just just sledgehammer yeah yeah i, I usually just <laughs> tear this them thing. up <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i usually just tear them up and use the clay again because it's oil clay so i can reuse it I don't even know what oil clay is. That's how dumb I am. No, no, it's 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 not dumb. It's it's it doesn't dry. It's it you can just keep reusing it. Oh, it, it. stays it's, it's okay. For, yeah, it's really for like making models that you can make a mold of and cast in plastic and stuff like that. So ah, so I, theoretically, I could make a mold of it, but some of these pieces would be they're just I just don't invest enough time into the detail of the model to to make it worth it. So straight up, if I made this out of clay, I'm looking at this big giant squid spider looking thing. If I made that out of clay, like I would never get rid of that. That that would be my <laughs> life's accomplishment. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, that's a piece of shit. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, it's out back in the alley. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'll send you that model. It probably won't make its way there, but I, I still have that model because I'm still working off of it in the shop. But it's, you know, it's also like covered at, at this point because it's oil clay. It's fucking covered in dust, too. Yeah. Like the whole thing is just, it's got a whole layer of whatever the fuck has been in the air in our shop. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's not particularly attractive. Neither is Chris, so whatever. Can you. <laughs> Can, all right, Project Runway. Can you, uh, Leah, can you make a living making all these crazy one-off sculptures? No, no. Um, my, no. My Christ, is that's totally not the answer. <laughs> I was expecting no. some inspiring. Oh, my you know, God. She's like, I know. no, absolutely not. We are I... one step away from being homeless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the reality for everyone in the Bay Area. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Um, yeah. My husband is a lawyer, so he's basically funding this situation. And the, the goal is to eventually get to a point where I have enough traction that um, I can float my own um, mm -hmm. business but right yeah. now yeah right now we're hemorrhaging money <laughs> did, did, did we move did we move to i know you said the, the absolute reason why you went to california but did you think your customer base would be better there i did yeah okay I did. and, and um, that's not the case well i think that i just haven't really found you know i i've i 
I'm such a fucking nerd that I went uh-huh. to this uh, convention called Monster Palooza. And oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, yeah. It's really fucking cool. It um, looks awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think God, that maybe, nerd alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would love it. You would love it. Roy, um, it Roy, you, have no, you have no ground to stand on. Boy, you'd be you so just, into it. You just told us you watched Project Runway for the last five years. You have yeah, no but, ground I mean, to stand on anymore. Dude, Cabin in the Woods? Come on. That's yeah. horrible. Like, all right, so I love how about it. I love like it. Halloween, fucking Michael Myers. Come on. Something with some some fucking some real to it. He wants a uh, real psychopath. Seriously. <laughs> that was, you know, I, yeah. Well, it, it was We'll, we'll give you a pass on that. Okay. One. Yeah. <laughs> so we went so, to Monster Palooza. Yeah, I think that 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 might be the place I need to go with a bunch of sculptures just Wait, because you- all of You've not shown there at all yet? No, no. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, That's so a perfect think, spot for you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's got to be some dudes carrying around some major cash that got to have some creepy shit in their house. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, do th- I do think that that would be a good spot for me to check out. The problem with Monster Palooza uh, is that the, last year I didn't go because it was it's the same weekend as the CBA spring conference oh okay um, it, was my, it was my first year going to the conference um yeah i was becoming interested in forging um so now i now i'm always gonna have that conflict which is kind of a bummer do you know like whenever i look at this stuff i think um like hollywood kind of prop stuff mm-hmm. like, I, I know that yeah. I don't I don't know if that's insulting or not. But no, not at all. No, I could just think of like fucking like a Rob Zombie movie or something where yeah. like that fucking eat your face off thing is in the back of some. Like, it's just sitting on someone's end table or something as they're panning through a shot. or You something. know what? Yeah. Maybe that's what you he, Roy might be on to something. You need to start reaching out to like the Rob Zombies and the, you know, the, yeah. the Tim Burton's and the, you know, the guys that would really be into that shit. I mean, <laughs> when we, when we interviewed You're Carl, welcome. You're welcome. When we interviewed, yeah, there's your, there's your one fucking awesome thing. You said <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> when we were on, uh, when we had Carl on, Carl had a post that, and I don't remember what the reference was, but he, ch- but he tagged Jason Momoa and I'm like, yeah. Oh, you made this for Jason Momoa. He's like, Oh hell no. I'm just trying to get his attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, Maybe those are the kind of you. Maybe maybe that's your customer base, and you just haven't found it yet. Yeah, I mean, I think about you know Guillermo del Toro. That dude has like one of the biggest art collections of monsters in the world. Yeah, like he, yeah. he has a super, but it's like I don't know him. Like I don't yeah. have his email. Like I I don't know. I'm I'm real bad at like putting so myself listen, out there. So this is what we're so, gonna do. I, Go ahead, Roy. So You're probably gonna say a, something stupid. A couple of no, a couple. <laughs> A couple of episodes back, Warcrown Forge had a similar story where yeah. he like put all of his energy into getting uh, what Jason Statham, and yeah. it, and it mm-hmm. happened. So the point of all this is Instagram, um, social TikTok, media in general. Social media in general. These people don't say are fucking accessible. TikTok. <laughs> I don't know what TikTok is. No, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, you don't need to know what it is. Roy uh, has his dog on there. Joey, Joey's TikTok is, is blown oh, up. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> but these people are accessible today. So yeah. um, maybe you're not talking directly to them, but it's their agent or their assistant or something, and you just keep pounding the fucking door. Yeah. M- maybe one opens. Maybe fucking Johnny Depp says, hey, that's pretty cool, or, or fucking whatever. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. 
That's probably a bad example. I, well, I know it's easy for me to. <laughs> okay, here's a, like a comic book nerd. He's got uh, he's got some shit going on. Right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> well, like you know, right, maybe so fucking all listeners out there. Leah does some high level motherfucking metal work, and we need to find her some high level motherfucking customers. Seriously, yeah, so like, please. if you guys got those high level customers, or you have the ability to reach out to some of these high level, you know, there's all kinds of, we run the gamut on the, as far as listeners go, we couldn't believe the amount of yeah. uh, r- ridiculous people that listen to this craziness that we got going on. But uh, yeah, let's help Leah elevate where she's at because she needs to be seen by a ton of eyes and the work she's doing is fucking insane and more people need to see it. How about Comic-Con? Is that, is Ooh, that how you say it? That's a good one. Well, I've never been, um, I could see yeah, Nicholas Cage been. having one of your things. Says he's a total yeah. comic book nerd, and That's and true. I'm not I'm not saying your stuff is cartoony or comic booky, but it like kind of fits into that weirdo bizarro kind of stuff. That's yeah. like yeah. not of not of this world. And those dudes, man, they those guys just fucking spend money on whatever. Like I. I they they just do. Maybe that's your clientele that you like. I don't know. Yeah. No, he would be perfect. I he, he's also like a super reptile nerd as well. Of like course he's he got is. like crazy <laughs> fucking reptiles. Wait, Nicholas Cage? Yeah, yeah. He, Wait, uh, how do you even know that? I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. I think that I I heard this anecdote about like he had these like super rare cobras and like got in trouble for it because they got out. No and his shit. neighbors fucking tripped. They're like, we don't Whoa. want cobras in our neighborhood. What the hell? Yeah. Come on, come on, Nick. That's Get, crazy. Come on, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. What else? What's our shop situation looking like? I know you share the shop with a bunch of other people. Do you have your own space, so to speak? Yeah, I do. I do. And that's really important to me. I mean, yeah. when I when I when we went in on this warehouse together, I was just like, I just I need their the boundaries need to be clear for me. Yes. I'm not, you know, like I don't want ambiguity about like what whose welder this is. It's right. fucking mine. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Yes>! so, <laughs> um, so, but uh, you know, I, my shopmates are really cool and yeah. it was really awesome because basically my friend Jay Morgan, he's a, a blacksmith and he was the one that brought the rest of us into the fold because he's been affiliated with the yard for years. Um, and, it was really cool because we also just pooled a lot of our equipment. So it's like the things that we are comfortable sharing. Um, uh, now we have access to all these other things. And, um, you know, now I have a forge area. That was something that, like, I wouldn't have even put the energy into it. I would have continuously been, you know, resistant to the change and resistant to being new at something. But Jay mm-hmm. was really the person that was like, dude, you just have to fucking put some steel in there and, and Try see, it. see how much more you can do. And it, the moment I tried that, it fucking blew my world open. And it's like, it's fun what? learning. I'm, I'm glad that I'm at the bottom again and that I need to figure out and learn. And, you know, I was, so, so that in that in that sense, it's been really, really cool, and I just feel very unlimited with our space. Even though we're we're all kind of at capacity again, it's like you you go into a warehouse like that, and you're like, man, look at all this fucking space, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then within like a year, we're all fucking busting at the seams, being sitting like, on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. That so. just means you're doing something right. I mean, yeah. You keep filling your space in with tools and equipment and supplies, and you just keep fucking cranking, and all of a sudden you look around, and you're like. I can't fucking move. 
I yeah. Move. <laughs> yeah. Although I try to run my shop, like I try to be as streamlined as possible. Like I don't want anything that I don't use because I don't have a lot of space, you know? Yeah. So every, it, all of my resources need to be allocated towards the things that are, you know, helping me make art. Sure. And, absolutely. And that, that changes over time too. So, um, that's sort of, I guess I'm feeling some growing pains with that. Yeah. What is your favorite tool in the shop? You can't say welder. It's like a cop out. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I use a lot. Like I, 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 I love my pencil grinder. I love my air tools. Um, but I have four angle grinders that are like just on most a, underrated tool ever. It's seriously. I have seriously. I use them so often that it's actually a time saver for me to have four and for them to each have their own there you go. Uh, head on them basically yeah. like whatever their own wheel on them so that I don't waste time swapping them out because I use them constantly. They're huge they're they're my carving tools, you know. So do you use the uh, like uh, the battery ones or corded ones? Do you have That's a preference? Yeah, do you have I, a brand preference or anything? Yeah, I use Bosch. Um, I have Bosch corded ones. I have two regular size ones and I have two slim ones, which are really nice because I can actually wrap my hand around them. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the first thing I do is take the guards off of them. I of fucking course. hate the guards. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So. Thank, you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> third. Safety yeah, third. I think it's safer being able to see what the fucking thing is 100%. doing. 100%. Yeah, like, I want to see the contact. I don't want to be blinded to what's happening yeah. with it, you know? So. And let's be real. You know, there's all these keyboard warriors, they're the ones that started this fucking keep the guard on shit. You know, I'm, I'm not looking for a grinder sponsorship anytime soon, but <laughs> the grinders need to come the fuck off. As soon as yeah. the, everybody yeah. does it. I don't care. You, you know, you put a wire cup brush on there or a flap disc or something, you're pulling the guard off. You need to see exactly what the fuck you're doing. You yeah. know what I do? The, you know the, I... the thing that we're doing is inherently dangerous anyway. Right. The grinder is like the last of the dangerous things that I'm worried about killing me or fucking dismembering me or something. The grinder isn't up there like, oh, they're like, oh, you can put an I've had my eye drilled like three times where I've yeah. actually had a face shield on and shit has like bounced off my chest and gone up into the face shield, you know, like. That mm -hmm. shit, it's just shit that happens. Well, the shit's no, dangerous, and that that guard is making it more fucking dangerous. I agree. I agree. No. Well, first off, no shield could protect that big melon of yours. That's right. <laughs> you know what it is? It's actually like a sheet of plexiglass, and it's fucking it's heat formed around my head. Oh my god! So whenever I whenever I do that, whenever I'm uh, messing around the grinder, I put on my face shield, put on my earmuffs, and I turn it on, and I just close my fucking eyes and just. just <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend closing your eyes. Yeah, don't, don't listen to anything Roy says. <laughs> Fucking maniac. But I do find, like, I, I wear a leather apron, um, and I find that, like, the more you know, I'm so fucking comfortable with those tools that I know where the sparks are gonna go. So I can yeah, just yeah, move yeah. my body out of the way. Like I sure. don't need I don't need something to stop the sparks from coming at me and throw them all over the work zone so that it's so bright that I can't see what I'm doing. You know, I yeah. just I think they're I think they're stupid. <laughs> so. Are you like me when I when I put my leather apron on, I feel like I'm freaking bulletproof. Like oh dude, anything. I'm 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 invincible. I'll do like, yeah. I'll do this shit that I would never do if I didn't have that yes. apron on. Yeah, I yeah. do that I'm, all the yeah. time. 
I'm yeah, like, no, I'm I, good. I got my vest on. You know? <laughs> oh my God, you're an yeah. idiot. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that I, uh, I definitely have gotten over the years teased for being overzealous about like safety, but I wear right. a welding cap because I don't want to be bald. Yeah. Um, and I wear a leather apron so I don't catch on fire or go through t-shirts every week. Um, Is that the and... cure for baldness? The welding cap? There <laughs> I you think go, so. There you God go, damn it. I... Oh, How did weird. I miss that? Fucking hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, as far as face shields, because I'm using so many um, burrs, I've found over the years that like, and a lot of stuff doesn't fit my face. It's not designed for me. Like safety glasses are very hard to find ones that like actually fit my small face. So um, I, whenever I'm grinding anything, I'm always using, uh, like a, a, one of those face shields that actually goes around your entire head and it's a respirator mm. as well. And yeah. I fucking love that thing. I, then it's like, I a, it's like a scuba mask. It's yes. like a full on scuba yeah. mask. Yeah. Nothing's a, coming in. A lot Nothing's of, coming in. a lot of wood turners will use those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause shit's just always flying at your freaking face. Yeah. You know, I've, I've had the same problem that you're talking about cause I've got a small head and like. Chris over there, we're, we're normal. Um, he doesn't know what we're talking about. No, <laughs> no idea. But, Wait, uh, you got sizes? You guys can size stuff? Yes. So I just I've wrap got an a... elastic band around my fucking head. <laughs> but give me the fucking duct tape. Yep. <laughs> no, but um, my buddy Willie from 5B, he gave me a pair. He, he works for Smith, and he gave me a pair of Smith um, uh, safety glasses, and they fit my head better than anything has ever fit um so she's taking notes now um yeah i'm writing that down that's real important she's writing down she'll never do this podcast again that's what she's writing (laughs) (laughs) it was axe and iron (laughs) but there there you go uh, there uh another pro tip that's good to know yeah i mean Pro tip, Roy. Yeah. Roy giving out fucking pro tips. I love it. Thank you. Fucking I appreciate it. 20 minutes ago, we were talking about how amazing the fucking Project Runway is. Now we're giving yeah. out pro tips. What else, Liz? Is there anything you want to promote? Um, well, I already did promote the shows that I'm going to be on uh, in or, uh, yeah. And I Website think that that's is pretty... leaharapoch.com. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have any prices on there, but just know that her shit, like, is high level. Whatever that means for you, does high level work, which means you have a need to have a high level fucking wallet, people. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. And Reach you can find her on Instagram. Me. Yeah, Leah Arapach. Uh, she doesn't check Instagram that much, but she is on there. It's all one word. Maybe you should start checking that more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, guys, help her reach up, reach out to Seriously. some of these. Uh, some of these people let's get her in touch with some people that all need you to have... act nerds listening to this yeah pay attention her page pay attention it's fucking amazing she's not over here oiling up uh axe eyes and shit god can we real, fucking she's doing this real fucking show work. now she's doing real work. <laughs> sick of listening to your horse shit <laughs> all right this is the part of the show where we like to give a shout out to somebody to somewhere that uh needs a little love or that Maybe we just want to give a shout out to Leah. Would you like to go first? Sure. All um, right. So I, I just recently found this guy. Um, I think my my friend and uh, mentor Nemo actually sent me his work. His Wait, name. You have a guy named Nemo. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a good friend. And really? He's actually a mentor, too. Yeah, he's he's a metal fabrication sculpt, sculptor as well, but he's a lot of machining. He does found object work. His his He does kinetic stuff. His shit is crazy. Yeah. Nemo. Nemo Nemo-matic. Um, but so anyways, he sent me this guy. Uh, his name is Anton Yakushev. And if you think my shit's high level... I, this guy, his work is fucking insane. It's it's so detail oriented. Oh yeah! Oh my style. god! That's all, yeah, yeah. Anton's so his, insane. Yeah, his his Instagram is Anton Kovka, K O V K A, which Whoa. I learned just means it's just Black Russian man. for forging. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, man, there's a lot of guys with the last name Kovka. You know, well, <laughs> I work with Ilya, and I'm like, yo, why does everybody got Kovka after their name? You know, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, it just means forging or blacksmith. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, no, I talk to Anton like once once a month. I'll reach out to him and we, we talk back and forth. That dude is insane. The, so what makes his work insane is the, the scale. So like, yeah, he's you're doing stuff that's like, not to take away from what you're doing, but you're doing, no, no. you know, relatively larger sculpture, the two yeah. foot, you know, and above. Anton's stuff is like five inches tall and yeah. it's like got all these crazy intricate details on it and stuff. And this paratrooper yeah. thing is off the chart. Yeah. yeah. yeah His work is fucking insane. And yeah. you're right. It really, the, the scale, like in order for me to get an eighth inch detail into my work, yes. it has to be at least, you know, eight inches tall right. for him. It's like, he's making these small things and they have so many layers of, of different details and, and they're his, he has a, just a really incredible style too. So that uh, grasshopper that they did at the metal museum this past year before all Corona hit, that thing was like off the charts. Amazing. Super like, rad. Super yeah. Rad. It's so good. So yeah, that yeah. was a good shot. He had Anton this, uh, he, he just finished this, uh, like this book with like a, like a, like a creature coming at it. Like maybe not a creature, but like it had arms and legs and it like had a face and it was just fucking crazy. Super rad. That's cool. Yeah. Have at it, Roy. AK Toolco, Austin Kelly. He's an he's an axe guy. He's an axe thrower, and he, he does. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's doing some really cool deep etches on his axes, and he did a really funny fucking like parody of how he actually is etching his heads. Um, Wait, I was would... that not real? No. So I, so I I thought I didn't go actually watch it, but I saw it and I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're gonna show people how to etch. So it was complete bullshit. So he put he did a stencil. He put yeah. an orange on it and put an, yeah. an electrode in it. Hooked it up yes. to a little double A battery, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna take it off. And an hour later, I've got this really cool deep etch. Um, so I sent him a message and I was like, that was really cool. And he goes, you know, that's not, you know, that was like a joke, right? And I was like. Yeah, of course. And then I wrote back and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, of course." Then I was like, "You know, honestly, no, I didn't know. I, I'm bad at science. I didn't yeah. know." Yeah. <laughs> I looked at it as a real thing too. I didn't actually watch it, but I saw that John Bradley, the actor, yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, he was saying like, "Oh, go over to this page. This guy yep. showed you how to act. Like, uh, show, show you how to etch." And I'm like, oh, he's got an orange. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's how they etch axes, I guess. But... <laughs> so did he do that simply to be an asshole to everybody that asked him how to yeah, etch it pretty much? probably so, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and he, he's actually been pretty forthcoming about how to do it. Um, maybe 
you know, like whenever you're starting a page, you got to put out all this content of like how I'm doing this or what I'm like, what's this look like? And so maybe he's taken that down. I don't know. Um, I know I've taken some stuff down from early on just because I don't want to give away secrets that I've had, you know. But anyway, so uh, AK Tool Company. Yeah. Uh, Austin Kelly, he's doing some really cool stuff with heads and handles. Go check him out. Cool. That's badass. Yeah. I have. Um, I've talked about him before. I think at the very beginning, but Matthew Harris Studio, Matt is the guy that like started me on this whole crazy forging journey, blacksmithing. He does some super, super high level stuff. Um, I love his style, the railings he's working on, just his whole attitude about life and work ethic and everything. The dude's always working. And uh, yeah, go check him out at Matthew underscore Harris underscore studio. He's, I've heard uh, you talk about him all the time, even in our he's like, my guy, man. I yeah. love that guy. He's just he's amazing and everything. I love watching his stories, and he's got a beautiful family, and he's he's doing it, man. He's got two guys that work for him, and they're just like they're killing it. Everything they do is awesome. I love it. They just did this uh, uh, amazing sculpture for the. Um, oh, I'm gonna mess it up. It's the Harvard de Grace Harvard de Grace as a town in Maryland, the Decoy Museum. So they did like all these mm. aluminum ducks that look like they're in flight in front of mm. the museum. Yeah, so it's a really cool piece, but they just finished that not too long ago. But yeah, Matthew Harris Studio, you guys have heard me talk about him before, and I'm not going to stop talking about him. The dude's fucking killer. But uh, all right. yeah, Leah, thank you thank so you. very much. Seriously. You guys, it was my pleasure. It was you really know, nice to talk to you, you guys. Freaking, you like made, there's nobody's going to top it this week, and we got to do some other episodes. <laughs> They're all going to suck. Nobody, no, I'm just kidding. No, we very much appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you for being yourself and being awesome. And keep continuing to do what you're doing because you're inspiring a lot of people. I know you inspire me. I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting to see what you post next because everything you do is like super insane. Oh, man. So, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Leah Arapot. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not just Chris. It's just fucking me. It's Don't worry just about Chris. It. But yes. Oh. They actually spoke about you on our, um, I'm going to call it our sister podcast. Oh, the, God, uh, come on. Tools with Tools guys. Uh, ben actually mentioned to you this morning, just out of pure coincidence. And I texted oh, him. Oh, shit. Like, I'm like, oh, we get, we're going to record with her. He's like, no, that was, his, that was his response. He said, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think everybody's going to be uh, super excited to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. You're and, in the uh, big time now. You're in the big time now. I feel like I'm in the big time now. Yeah. Yeah. Live it up. Live it up. (laughs) Once again, we would like to thank our amazing sponsor that continuously sponsors the Axe and Iron podcast, EvaporUst. You can find them on Instagram at EvaporUst, the original super safe rust remover. You guys should know all about them. You've been seeing me do, me and Roy both have been doing crazy stuff with EvaporUst, and we're going to continue to use it. So you guys should too. Go check them out at Evapo Rust. That is a wrap on the Axe and Iron Podcast.